Shots. Okay. Shots. Welcome, welcome back to Liquid Gold. Mike, why don't you go for it? All right, it's Liquid Gold where we do shots. 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 Anyone like to do a shot? Well, we've got a cool little shot for you today. A drink that we're going to go over from the great city of New Orleans, as far as we know. Now, there is not really controversy. There is some conflicting reports about the legend of the hurricane. Hurricane. A much uh, maligned, much drank, uh, very, you know, has seen its fair share of popularity. People say you don't really do New Orleans if you don't take down one of those big old long hurricane vessels. So it's a cool drink. And here we are on Liquid Gold at Liquid Gold underscore pod on Instagram. My name's Mike Wolf, your host, along with Kenneth Deadman. How are you today, Kenneth? Doing great, Mike. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Pretty pumped. Yeah, I'm excited for this. Here we have, we could probably do our own shots episode on Mexican beer because I know we've both been drinking our fair share lately. It's that time of the year, the summertime, kind of dog days of summer where Mexican beer just tastes really good. So as we do this episode, we're not going to be drinking a hurricane because it's the middle of the day. We kind of have stuff to do. Yeah. But uh, Tecate is never a bad choice. Perfect for the heat. It's hot. It's a dry hot out there right now, Mike. Yeah, it's dry, and you know it's about to just turn to sweat Mm. soon as the day goes on, and maybe rain comes in. We'll see. We want to throw a shout-out to We Own This Town, weownthistown.net. Thanks for having us, and to our producer, Michael Eads. Thank you, Michael. Shout-out. He's got a really cool podcast he has been working on called Chris Gaines, the podcast. It was Garth Brooks' alter ego, and they dive into that whole topic. Really cool stuff. Those songs, the Chris Gaines songs, are really well written by a lot of Nashville pros. And the 20th anniversary, again, is coming up on that, so that's cool. And what brings us to the hurricane? Well, I had a text recently. Somebody asked me a question. My good buddy Aaron was like, hey, you need to settle a debate that me and my buddies are having. Is the hurricane a tiki drink? And I had to think for a second because at first... You're thinking, no, not really. It's not really in that canon with the Mai Tai, the uh, zombie, the Navy Grog, the Coffee Grog, the Nui Nui, the Scorpion Bowl, all these different uh, jet pilot, some of these really important classic tiki drinks. Mm. Does the hurricane belong? What I came back around to is, yes, it does. Now, that's because there's no real reason to be very rigid about what's a tiki drink what isn't this is an old drink a classic that has stood the test of time that was originally a very simple drink made up of rum lemon and fashionola and or passion fruit Mm -hmm. and the history of the hurricane cocktail goes back to there's a really cool story i will say on the distiller blog uh rum stories the history of the hurricane by paul senf last year he kind of dove in And he makes some good points on there that while this is a New Orleans cocktail, um, it also is believed to have been served at the 1939 New York World's Fair in Queens at the aptly named Hurricane Bar. And not much is known about that version other than it was served in a hurricane glass, which as we talked about kind of on the way over here, the hurricane lantern influenced 
the hurricane glass. Is that right. correct? Yeah. 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 Like uh, what? What do you call the, the hurricane glass? Is kind of like shaped like a curves and stuff yeah it's got curves Mm -hmm. it's got like really nice looking curves yeah for the most part Mm -hmm. like the good ones do yeah um yeah yes but it meant to resemble a a lantern a classic lantern like in little house of the prairie Mm -hmm. the ones that you like burned oil and had a had a real like some sort of like linen wick to them and you you had to be careful with them or else you burn the damn barn down I think so, there, yeah, that gave me an idea that there could be a cool way to do a hurricane glass where you, uh, you do like a custom hurricane glass and at the bottom you have a space for like a little candle or it's just like a little light, but like you would have a light or some kind of fire inside the bottom of the glass. That could be really cool. How are you going to distribute heat there, Mike? I say like LED lights all the way. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. You're probably right. But also... It makes me think that that drink should be on fire. Like, we should be lighting yeah. lighting it talking. on fire. Yeah. Yeah, which, as we found at Chopper, people really like stuff when it's on fire. Mm. A few people have recently ordered drinks from me. They just say, I want the one that's on fire. I don't care. I don't care what's in it. I just want it to be on fire. Mm. Going back again to the history of the hurricane, this was uh, early 1940s, New Orleans, now, it mm-hmm. is uh, attributed to Pat O'Brien and his partner, Charlie Cantrell. Now, they had a lot of rum uh, sitting around their bar. Rum was plentiful at the time. It was coming up uh, on barges up the Mississippi from the Caribbean. And there was a lot of it around. And it wasn't crazy popular. And so that, through history, what that means is, hey, we need to come up with a drink that uh, is going to make people drink this, drink all this rum we've got around. Well, also the the time, the time of the development, the United States was at, involved in World War II. So a lot of whiskeys, um, which are traditionally drinking in New Orleans at the time, weren't available because they were being rationed to, to not just the population, but to the troops overseas. So there was this huge stock of rum in port city of new orleans and it all the distributors pretty much set up the set up all every restaurant or, or bar that wanted to get a case of whiskey case of scotch or something had to buy a shitload of rum because that's all they had available the distributors that is mm-hmm. yeah and the place was called pat o'brien's i don't know if i mentioned that but uh there is a little bit of disagreement on who actually came up with the cocktail itself? Was it Pat O'Brien? Was it his partner, Charlie Cantrell? Or a lot of people believe it was head bartender at Pat O'Brien's, Lewis Culligan. In either case, it was Culligan who published the original hurricane recipe in the now defunct Cabaret Magazine. Uh, this was from 1956, Cabaret Magazine, hmm. which we should, it would seem like a fun uh, way to spend the day drinking Mexican beers and getting on eBay and finding old editions of cabaret magazine hmm. so should we say next tuesday yeah i think i think Around that's good o- i think o- that's good dude one o'clock i do have a uh, cabaret is cabaret smut like <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> it sounds like smut old smut too <laughs> i just like that smut has if made so, four appearances on this short episode today <laughs> if so i got a closet to show you okay all right Great. Well, it sounds like... Uh, I mean, a drawer. Sounds like a great A closet afternoon. drawer. <laughs> uh, 
Um, the original Hurricane that was in Cabaret Magazine, 1956, they did four ounces of gold rum, an aged Jamaican rum, is recommended. Two ounces of lemon juice. Two ounces Fashionola, a specialty passion fruit syrup. This was a common ingredient around New Orleans during this period. Uh, New Orleans and Louisiana, they're known for strawberries. They have beautiful strawberries down there. They they have them earlier than most uh, areas of the South, and they're always super mm-hmm. delicious. So that's probably part of why Fashionola was such a big thing in New Orleans and was so popular and delicious. A lot of strawberries to be had. And then they were adding hibiscus to the Fashionola and passion fruit, and a lot of people claim some kiwi mango was thrown in there for some tropical flavor. It was really this beautiful ingredient that we have since kind of brought back out into the light at Chopper. We're using it in our zombie as it was used in a lot of early zombies. And it's just, if you do it right with uh, fresh strawberries and kiwi and mango and a lot of really nice passion fruit puree, you can really make a delicious uh, cordial. So we encourage you to investigate Fashionola. And then there's also Cocktail and Sons. Uh, they have a Fashionola that they have made and they make by hand. Mm. So that's my little, uh, that's my little thing on Fashionola. The recipe goes on to say, fill the shaker two thirds of the way with ice and add ingredients. Shake hard, then pour unstrained into a large hurricane glass. Add, add more ice as needed. Orange slice and cherry garnish optional and and i think what's great about a lot of cocktails through time say moscow mule say uh martini um even manhattan old-fashioned these are drinks that stood the test of time partly because the glass that, that it's served in is tied directly tied to the drink itself and i think that's sure. really cool when you have a, a glass and a cocktail that sort of came came about at the same time. So I think that's another reason why the hurricane deserves some attention. I get that. I for get that. that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Like um, like if you see me if you see me at, like in my living room and I've got a coffee cup, I'm probably drinking wine. Yeah. Right? Got you. I know you don't have Sanka in there. It's probably a, you know, a nice rosé or something. I've never had Sanka. Worth noting that when they came up with this drink what happened was the drink was really well received, both for the large glass. I think someone sees a drink like that and they're like, wow, that looks like a large crushable beverage. That's what I want rather than something in a, in a small glass. Plus, it's New Orleans. It's hot a lot of times. So the glass was really caught people's eye. And the cocktail itself, which is just like a really delicious, fruity uh, rum punch. Now, sure, later the hurricane became... Uh, what happened to the hurricane is kind of a lesson in batched cocktails or a warning in batch cocktails, I guess, because when you start batching drinks, making them in large quantities, trying to put everything together and serve them, usually what happens is degradation of flavor and it's not going to be as special. And so that's what happened over time. And then also, as we talked about in the car a little bit, what does bread and the hurricane have in common? Well, both. Hmm. Both were victim to mass production and are not even close to what they were, say, 80 years ago, 70 years ago, what have you. So it's kind of interesting that the hurricane is also a, and passion fruit syrups and, and homemade, uh, made by, made from scratch cocktail ingredients, say of the twenties, thirties, 
came to be a victim of mass production and artificial sweeteners, artificial colors. And you could almost make the ar- the, the argument coming back around on things. Now, I've said nice things about the hurricane. You could come back around and say the hurricane really dragged down cocktail culture in general through the 70s and 80s yeah, I and 90s. I bore witness to and it today. yesterday. <laughs> Just yesterday. Okay. I was at a... Um, I was at a, a Mexican restaurant and went to the bar to get some to-go food. There was no one there. It was pretty cool. There was a soccer game on. And so I got to see all the margaritas going out to the floor, which were all frozen. So they had two machines. Both had the same had the same margarita in them. And what were you drinking? Um, I know you weren't sitting there drinking water waiting for your food. Humidor and uh, Modelo on draft. Mm. Um, Strong. But yeah, apparently someone ordered a strawberry uh, margarita because you know they they hit the they hit the frozen drink machine that same base margarita that they keep spinning then um, it was just a matter of uh, getting a strawberry puree in there which came in like a two gallon j- jug so it was pretty neat to sit at the bar and like watch this guy just go bloop <laughs> right into the <laughs> I was like oh strawberry margarita what's the recipe <laughs> bloop bloop <laughs> two bloops it was hilarious <laughs> I, I saw like four or five different ones go out like. It's had this uh this really nice like little rack on the back of the bar mm. of just two gallon three gallon jugs of puree. Yeah, recipe blup blup strawberry, yeah. and then get it out there. <laughs> yeah, on the mango you don't want a full blup though. Yep. Yep. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, mango go easy on the blup. It's more expensive. <laughs> so the hurricane's a really interesting uh can be can be super boozy drink if you want to take this original recipe that was published in cabaret 1956 and you want to have that that kind of makes more sense for a cocktail now so you could do two ounces of gold rum aged jamaican rum as they recommend you could do appleton you could do hamilton black hamilton gold appleton be great smith and cross if you're totally insane and just want to get drunk and you do the two ounces of uh, gold rum one ounce lemon juice one ounce of a passion fruit syrup or a maybe you're going to get on Amazon and buy the BG Reynolds or Cocktail and Sons Fashionola. You could also buy perfect purees, passion fruit puree, and make your own little passion fruit syrup from that. There's also a really nice Costa Rican passion fruit juice on Amazon as well. I hate sending people to Amazon, but it's kind of the world we live in. It's over. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. The, <laughs> succinct. It's yeah. over. <laughs> Just get used to it. <laughs> it's over. Um, and so that two two ounces rum, one ounce lemon juice, one ounce fashionola, that's a good basic way to make this drink. And then if you wanted to even take this down, I would encourage you to make this as a daiquiri. You could do a hurricane daiquiri that's really just, let's say, one and a half ounces of gold rum. Three quarter ounce of lemon juice, three quarter ounce of a passion fruit syrup, maybe a dash of Angostura in there. And then you could make that a, you could shake it, serve it up in a coupe, strain it. And then you have the flavors of a hurricane. So you can really delve into that without drinking it in this long. Maybe you don't own a hurricane glass. Uh, but I do believe, taken back to what, why this caught my attention in the first place, my buddy Aaron reaching out, is this a tiki drink? I think it is because it's, it's a it's a rum cocktail that has stood the test of time. It's been made in different tiki bars over the years. Don the Beachcomber was born in New Orleans. 
and had to have some New Orleans influence in some of his ideas. He hung out at New Orleans soda shops a lot. And I just, I think it deserves to be counted as a tiki drink. Probably the only place to get really good kind of craft hurricanes would be tiki bars. So my ruling is it counts. Maybe it's not in the direct Hall of Fame, Mount Rushmore canon of tiki drinks, but in the larger collection. It should be in a tiki in bartender's wheelhouse. Or right, because people a, do. A tiki fan's wheelhouse. Like, people do ask for now. it. Like, oh, can I just get a hurricane? And it would be ridiculous to say, like, oh, pff, a hurricane? Oh, that's that. <laughs> we don't really do that. Well, it's pretty easy to pull off a hurricane. You need the rum, the lemon juice, and the passion fruit or the fashionola. So I love drinks like that that are relatively simple, have a great backstory, and have really stood the test of time. Anything else to add on the hurricane? Nah, that's it, Mike. I think we I think we crushed the hurricane just now. Yeah. Damn it. Wish I could go for one, but I gotta work today. Well, thanks for joining us on today's episode of Shots. 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 Where we just like to dive into a little topic, one drink, tell you a little bit of history, give you a recipe, and get out of your hair. So we're gonna get back out to mowing the lawn and drinking Mexican beer. Thank you so much for listening to us today. You can find us again on Instagram at liquidgold underscore pod. Send us a DM. Weownthistown.net. For my co-host, Kenneth Dedman. What a do. My name's Mike Wolf. We'll see you again soon. Later, tater. <laughs> <laughs>